Welcome to the Boat Prep High School Football Coaches Show. Today's show is brought to you by Clawson Group Realtors, local real estate sales, investment, and property management. We treat your home like it's our own. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Coach, Brian Sneed. Welcome in, Coach Sneed. Last Friday night took a tough non-region game. Mm -hmm. uh, talk a little bit about that game and the challenges that you had on the week that was fall break for this school, but you ended up having to play a game. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was an unfortunate uh, product of our, our schedule, and we you know, traditionally our fall break uh, fell on the first week of October. Um, we anticipated that being the same this year. And after the schedule had been set, you know, we were told that the, the fall break had changed mm -hmm. to the second week. So a little bit out, out of our control, um, you know, we played a good Rockville team, a 6A program, um, who's, you know, they had a lot, of, a lot of kids on their on their roster and a lot of talent and, and senior heavy and, um, you know, coming in and, and trying to play a game um, against an opponent like that on, on fall break just kind of adds to the um, adversity throughout the week. Um, and I don't think we handled that adversity as well as we could have. I do think we had a couple uh, good days of practice, considering it being, you know, the guys are out of school and most of their friends are off um, other places on fall break. Um, but as far as, you know, going into the game, um, you know, and I talked to our team about this, the, the energy and the the, uh, you know, just the, the atmosphere of our, our team was not where it needed to be for a Friday night game. And I think some of those things played into it. Um, and we got to learn how to deal with that. And we got to learn how to, despite uh, the circumstances or the events, as we call them, when we talk about E plus R equals O, we got to be able to, to respond better so that we have a better outcome. And talk also, this coming Friday is going to be your third game on a Friday where you're not in school. Mm -hmm. uh, how challenging is that? because you don't have the control over your players during the day. They're out of their normal routine, although this is kind of becoming routine this year. <laughs> right. Talk a little bit about how you try to get them ready for Friday night and what you all do with them. Yeah, so this is a, I mean, it's been an odd year as far as that goes. Um, you know, you, you said the third game that we haven't had school. So you try to do as much as you can to keep players on routine. Uh, you know, last week we had players come in a little bit earlier, just get them up out of bed and, and do some walkthroughs and stuff. Um, we're trying to keep the time the same as much as possible. Um, our, our seniors are trying to take initiative. I talked to our captains uh, last night about, you know, making sure that they're calling teammates, making sure they're getting up out of bed, they're not sleeping too late, and, and getting them out of their routine. Um, and really, it comes down to just a mindset of I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can to prepare myself physically and mentally for for this game, despite like we talk about the events, the adversity that's that the day brings with just being out of routine and out of school. Offensively, Hudson Holman, 207 yards. Of course, a lot of those yards, almost half of those yards, came on one play late in the game, a 92-yard touchdown pass. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh, his performance and offensively uh, the challenge that you faced when, when uh, Elijah Robb goes down and how difficult that is to replace a talent like that. Yeah, so you know, it's no secret. You know, Everyone knows Elijah's been um, kind of where our offense runs through. Uh, we're running the ball to set up everything else. Um, and when he went down, we had to try to, um, you know, change things around a little bit. We tried to stick with the running game. Um, Jackson Vonderhaar went in there, and, and then um, Nathan Festmeyer went in as well at running back. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tough for those guys because they're not, they're not used to carrying the ball when, when you have a running back that's 
Uh, he's got 1,200 yards on, rushing on the season and, and used to carrying the ball 30 to 40 times a game. And then you're throwing some other guys in there that, that, that aren't used to those types of carries um, and don't see it as much in, in practice. You know, it makes it tougher on, on the offense. Um, so we have to kind of go to the air a little bit more. Um, but that presents a challenge in its, of itself because now the defense can adjust. They know their running game is not where it was. Um, so now that they can adjust and, and cover the and defend the passing game a little bit, a little bit better. But you know, you know, Hudson had some had some tough plays in there. We had a a pick six that kind of put the game to a three score game uh, in the sec in the first half, um, and you know, a tip ball interception later in the in the second half. And so, you know, he did a good job. He, he does a good job of just keeping composure. We gotta get him to a point where um, he's. He's learning through those mistakes and, and not repeating the same mistakes over and over. And, you know, again, we talk about, you know, he's a freshman quarterback. Um, he's, he's, he's gotten better throughout the year. He's going to keep improving and keep getting better the more reps and experience that, that he has. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a growing process. Mm -hmm. We talked about, uh, you know, our virtue of the week this week is trust. Uh, we talked a lot about trusting each other. Um, and then also being trustworthy, like allowing your teammates to, to trust you we talked about um, trusting the process, not only, you know, with the football process and everything, but just with our, our faith life and trusting God's process for us and, and understanding that, you know, not everything's going to be just spoon-fed to us throughout our life. We're going to have to go through the, the experiences and the ups and downs of, of learning through mistakes and learning through uh, tough periods of our lives um, and the importance of instead of rejecting the process, being engaged in it and being an active participant in it. And that's where we're at right now, I think, in our program and this year specifically is uh, we've had a lot of young guys that have not had a ton of starts to start the season. And so we're learning through this, this process of the season of, of where we need to be, um, learning through the mistakes, learning through the adversity. And we want to be trying to play our best football um, you know, week one of the playoffs. Um, we're not there yet. I think we're progressing that way. Sure. Um, but we're, we're, we still keep going, you know, learning through the ups and downs. And getting Elijah healthy, the next two games, three games, he has a chance to do something pretty spectacular here at this school. He sits currently fourth all-time in the rushing list, not that far behind the top spot. So he's got a great opportunity ahead of him yeah. if you can get him back out there. Yeah, so we're trying to get him healthy, Not, I mean, just not only just for our team, but, you know, he's got a chance to break the, uh, the all-time rushing record for, for the season. Um, and you look at the names in front of him, and, and there's some incredible running backs that have come through here with, you know, Antoine Roberts, who mm -hmm. um, to, to go on and, and play at Wisconsin, and then now is at, at Marshall. And um, you have Golden Tate <laughs> up on that list, who we all know the career that he had. And, and then his brother Wesley Tate had an incredible career at, at Vanderbilt. So, um, you know, Elijah being just on a list with those names sure. is, is awesome. Um, and so – we got two home games. It'd be it'd be great for him to be able to break that record in front of the home crowd, and um, you know I think that adds a little extra motivation. And we talk about in our program those are perishable crowns. That's a crown that you know not many people are going to to remember later on in his sure. in his life. Um, but you know those are moments that are fun to accomplish. And I told him this week. I said, listen, you know. It's okay to want perishable crowns, and it's okay to work for those as long as you know that those aren't going to sustain you. And I think he's the type of kid that, that knows that and knows the difference between the perishable and the imperishable. 
Um, you know, perishable, obviously the stats and accolades and all that stuff, but the imperishable, how he, how he treats his teammates, the relationships with his teammates, his family, with Christ, like those are the things we're after. But if we can get perishable crowns along the way, then we want to do that too, and that's what we're, that's what we're after. And the cool thing, there might be somebody out watching this right now, four, five, six years from now, maybe competing for that same rushing title. It can yeah. be taken away from you, and that's Absolutely. what records are meant to be. Yep. Defensive side of the ball, I'm going to name a few names here, mm-hmm. guys who had really good nights. Preston Turner, Evan Nassari, Xander Palmer, Luke Latham, among just a few of many who had multiple tackles, fumble recovery. Talk a little bit about your defensive effort um, in a game that, uh, that, that you kind of fought your way back into, it seems like, but I know it didn't start the way you wanted to. Yeah, so, you know, uh, the tackling has been a point of emphasis for our, our program this year. Um, you know, we started off struggling in that area. We, we've improved. Um, you know, Luke Latham, uh, first year playing in our program, and, and he comes out and you know has five solo tackles, and you know as a corner he's he's tackling in space, um, and those are tough tackles to make. We've talked about Evan Asari quite a bit. Um, Preston Turner's coming off a game where where you know he didn't he didn't play because of an injury, and, and comes out and and is able to make some tackles, make some tackles in the backfield, um, and you know Xander and, and Kyron have. I've done a good job all year as far as being our inside linebackers and kind of being the the force of our defense right there. So, you know, we're seeing little improvements um, throughout the throughout the week, um, throughout the season. Um, right now, what we need to focus on is making sure that the details and the discipline um, don't turn into big plays. And, and talking with Coach Carpenter, our defensive coordinator, um, it's not huge things that's happening, mm-hmm. huge mistakes. It's it's one or two mistakes that are very seeming seemingly insignificant that that allow an offensive play to turn into a big play. Um, so we need to be able to correct those, and we've done you know watched a lot of film, and our guys I think understand that, and then now it's time to you know we talk about it all the time stop talking about it and start doing it. So we're looking forward to getting back at it at uh, Chattanooga Christian and seeing if we can correct those mistakes. But now we're going to step over to the TV and break down some plays again. By we we mean he. Uh, Coach, let's head over to the TV. All right, right, now we're going to take a look at a couple plays from our game against Rockville last week. Uh, This was a huge play by our defense. This was the start of the game. Uh, Rockville has the ball on the plus uh, 42-yard line. It's 4th and 11. They're going for it. Don't feel like they need a punt right here. So we need to get a stop, uh, get the ball back to our offense. Uh, We do a good job right here. Coach Carpenter. Uh, has a good coverage call where we have everybody covered up. You see Kyron Coleman coming off the edge. He's able to get pressure on the quarterback to make it a tough throw. Uh, but really, we do a good job in coverage right here. We have man coverage underneath. You see we got man coverage here. Everyone's covered up. And then we also have two deep safeties. Um, so really, anywhere he throws, the ball is going to be contested. We get pressure on the quarterback. And we're able to get an early stop, uh, get the ball back to our offense. Uh, to start the game, which was which was huge for us. Uh, here in the second quarter, it's second and one. Uh, Rockville has a tight end backside. They got three receivers to the the front side here. Um, we're thinking they're trying to spread us out a little bit so that they can, you know, just pick up a first down right here. Um, so we start creeping up our our linebackers. We're playing for the run here. Um, we have these. We got three on three on the outside that that we're taking care of. But we want to make sure we stop the run. Uh, get them into a, a third down situation. You see Kyron does a good job walking up late, coming flat down the line and, and getting a tackle on the backfield, and then sets up a, a third and three at midfield, um, which is what we want. We want to give our, our defense a chance to, to get off the field 
on third down. Offensively, this is a, a big third and one in the, fir in the, uh, the first quarter. Um, you can see that we have a heavy formation here. This is a formation that we put in this week um, for, for Rockville. Um, and we got, we got eight guys down here that, that can block for, for Elijah, our running back. Um, and again, we've talked about all year about numbers game. Um, so we have eight. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we have eight to block eight. And then this guy is going to come down into the box. We don't have anybody accounting for him. But if we feel like we can get up to the safety, we should be able to pick up a first down right here. And I want to show you this from the, uh, the end zone shot because they do a really good job. We do a good job of, of just uh, setting a wall right here. So Xander's going to block all the way down to this linebacker. Sam Spicer and Will Johnson do a good job of caving this down. You have Kyron Coleman and uh, Drew Price uh, kicking and wrapping right here. And you can see this thing open up for us right, right there. We got a nice seam right here. We're going to block this guy. That's the safety that we were talking about. And then Elijah's going to get up in there, pick up a first down for our, for our offense, um, and continue to, to drive the ball. This is later in the game, um, in one of our touchdowns that we had. So inside the, the red zone, you know, this is, uh, we, we haven't been able, it's third and 10 right here. We've struggled running the ball a little bit. So we start to get uh, more into a spread formation. We have trips out here, so three receivers split out to this side. And you can see they have everybody. They got four guys over top of our three receivers. So, again, looking at the numbers, we'd rather go to this one-on-one -on -one matchup on the back side. They don't have any safety over there to help. That safety is now on the front side to help against these three receivers. So we have a play action right here. And then uh, our receiver, Colton Parker, does a good job of, of making a move on this corner, getting inside, and then catching the football on a slant uh, for, for a touchdown. So good job by, by Hudson, it's kind of seeing the numbers right there, knowing which side of the field he needs to attack based on those numbers. Colton does a good job, again, making a move, catching the football, and then getting in the end zone. Thanks a lot, Coach. Now Nina Hallishell is going to sit down with the freshman quarterback, Hudson Holman. <laughs> I'm here with Hudson Holman, our student athlete of the week. Hudson, a year ago you were playing middle school football, but now you're starting as a freshman on the high school football team. Tell me about that transition. Uh, starting as a uh, freshman, it was definitely tough, uh, especially like the speed of the game. Everybody told me it was going to be a big jump. Uh, if I did decide, to, or if I was going to play, and uh, if I did get the starting position, and I just realized that I had to think faster, do more, and uh, use my brain a little bit quicker. So it's a uh, faster pace in high school. Can you talk a little bit about your progression this season from game one, and you're about to play your ninth game. Uh, yeah, so game one, came out nervous, uh, came out a little flat as a team. I was, of course, nervous for my first game, especially as a freshman. But uh, week by week, uh, I think I get a little bit more confident in my team. And as a team, we get more confident in each other. So my progression has worked very well. Uh, Elijah Robb has helped me progress, uh, coaches, everything. He's done a great job helping me through uh, tough times. I mean, we had a tough season, so I think we've progressed very well as a team, not only just me. Can you talk a little bit about the chemistry you have with the other Hudson, Hudson Curley, our wide receiver? Um, yeah, me and him have grown from game one, um, especially game one. We uh, miscommunicated with some passes um, game one, so we knew, we talked about it, we knew that we had to get it straight and that we knew that we were both going to depend on each other a lot this season, especially being a young team. Uh, Jackson Vonderhart, Mark Jerkovich, they've all played a big role as receivers as well. Uh, trust those guys. So. 
but Hudson is my main go my main man to go to so um yeah I think I think we share the same name so yeah now it's time for the rapid fire questions number one who's your favorite football player Joe Burrow what's the last TV show you benched Outer Banks what is your hype song on game day no sucker by Lil Baby Moneybag Yo <laughs> what is your dream college to attend Texas go to meal after a big one Slim Chickens so Clausen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Clausen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Welcome back, Coach. Uh, another out-of-region game, but in the same division this coming Friday night, you host Chattanooga Christian, a team uh, a lot of us are not familiar with because we've not played in that division, but a team that's a very good football team yep. uh, that has had a very tough schedule, a lot like what we have had here. Talk a little bit about their schedule, who they've played, and kind of what you're expecting from them. Yeah, so, you know, they've been, you know, since we've been in, in AAA the past few years, and, uh, you know, they've been in, in AA, yeah, we haven't seen them. Um, we've seen film a couple of times. Like, they'll play Macaulay or Baylor every year. Um, you know, they play some tough games with Knoxville Webb and some of those schools. And um, But they've been they've been a, a, a very solid football team over the years in AA football. Um, you know, deep runs into the playoffs and successful seasons. So, you know, they, they play a tough schedule. Um, so if anyone's looking at their record and saying 4-4, four and four, I mean, that's deceiving. Uh, they're a much better football team than a 4-4 four four record, in my opinion. Um, you know, they're going to look good coming off the bus. they got a lot of talented players. Um, their, their line on both sides is, is big. Um, their receivers, uh, they have a senior group of receivers that, that are very talented and, and fast and do a good job catching the ball, you know, anything that's thrown to them. Uh, their running back is one of the better running backs that we'll see this year. Um, and, you know, offensively, they – you know, they don't do anything uh, fancy as far as formations. They'll, they'll run probably two or three formations uh, throughout the game and just say, this is what mm -hmm. we do, and, and we're pretty good at it, and we're gonna, and this is how we're going to attack you. So, 
And then defensively, they run a 3-3 stack, um, which we haven't seen a ton of this year. Um, but they do a good job with that of kind of having those three down linemen and the three linebackers stacked behind it and then, um, you know, forcing you to try to throw the ball and, and create some movement and some confusion up front. So overall, very good football team. Um, I'm expecting a good game on Friday. Um, so we got to have our guys ready to play. Um, you know, we, you mentioned earlier about not not having school on Friday and, and kind of being an out-of-region game. Like those are all things that can – you know, mess with someone's mindset going into it, but, you know, you only get a few football games a year. Um, so, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're ready to play in, in front of the home crowd. We haven't played in front of our home crowd in, in over a month, so it's going to be fun to get back at it. What kind of challenge is it, and this is me just asking probably a dumb question, but as a coach when we're in a new division this year, years past you always knew kind of mm -hmm. what MBA was going to bring, what BA was going to play. Even if the players changed a little bit, you knew their styles ahead of time. So it probably cut down a little bit on preparation. Uh, how much of a challenge has it been on your all's end from a coach's standpoint to prepare this year for teams and programs that you're not familiar with, you've not seen, and, and things like that? Yeah, so the process of preparing for those schools are the same, but you lose that aspect that you just brought up of um, if you play a team five, six, seven, eight years in a row, like you know kind of what, what to expect from them, and you just see, okay, are there any new wrinkles um, that to be ready for? You know, we, when we play Father Ryan, for example, we played them the last 20-something years. We can go back and pull film from um, eight years ago, nine years ago mm -hmm. that we have and say, hey, here's some things they did to us, you know, at that time that sure. they're starting to run again, so maybe be ready for these things. Uh, when you play a team like Chattanooga Christian where you haven't played before and you don't have a ton of film on, um, you know, you prepare for what they've shown, um, and then you – you know, you just hope that your rules and, and make sure that your rules on offense, your rules on defense are going to take care of all the extra stuff. Um, so you don't have quite as much information on them as those other schools. And, you know, um, as we're as we're staying in, in, you know, Division II AA and we start playing them more often, teams like that, you'll you'll be able to get a better feel sure. for and, and have a little bit better preparation as you go along. And the challenge is, too, um, when you get late in the year, obviously injuries pile up. Uh, Maybe guys are going to play. Maybe they can't go during the week. What kind of challenges is that? Does that present for you all to try to get your team ready when you may have a guy standing on the sidelines uh, during the practice week? Um, is it a lot of mental preparation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the only thing you can do at that point um, is the mental preparation part of it. So, uh, for example, um, we have a guy that was expecting to – we're expecting to play on Friday, one of our offensive linemen that, that had to sit out uh, yesterday's practice. So I told him, hey, you need to stand behind uh, your position and you need to make sure that you're making every call that you would be making as if you're, you're in, the, in the practice, um, in the play, making sure that you're communicating just like you were. And so when guys understand how to do that, um, that's going to help them prepare, even if you can't prepare physically. Most of the physical preparation at this point in the season is, is done. Mm -hmm. the, the amount of improvement that you're going to make um, in week 10 or 11 um, is not as much as the improvement that you would make from week two to two to four or two to three because, um, you know, you've been practicing the same things over and over again. You've, you kind of have uh, the process down as far as practice. So now it comes down to how well can you prepare mentally? Um, are you reading over the scouting reports every, every night? Are you, um, like you said, when you're not in, are you making those calls and, and acting like that you're in the, in the practice, um, you know, at that time? So, and then... It, 
you know, sometimes it's good for those for those backup guys to get in and get a lot of practice reps because sometimes uh, throughout the season they don't get as many as many live sure. reps, um, especially in practice. Um, so it's good for those other guys to get in and see some reps so that if there is their turn to be called on Friday, they're going to be ready to go. We're going to send it to Nina Haldeshell, one of your seniors, um, Thomas Ajak. Mm -hmm. She's going to visit with Thomas Ajak. Talk a little bit about, you know, this senior class, we're going to have senior night here next Friday mm -hmm. night. Uh, it's a smaller than normal senior class. Um, talk a little bit about the impact that Thomas has had on the program and his years here at Pope. Yeah, so Thomas is, uh, you know, he was selected as our, our fifth captain uh, last week. We always select a uh, uh, team member that is doing the things that we um, expect them to do as far as choosing a shield and living and competing like Christ and, and those things throughout the week and kind of um, celebrate them as far as letting them be a captain for the week. So Thomas was was that for us last week. You know, he's a guy, he's continued to, to work while he's, while he's waited. Um, you know, and that's something thing I think is lost between uh, some, some you know, athletes and sure. every sport. You know, everyone wants to, to be in the spotlight from day one, and, and sometimes they lose that motivation to continue working and getting better when they yeah. have somebody in front of them. And he's had some really good players in front of him over the last few years. Um, and he's continued to work. He's continued to get better. He's continued to uh, improve in the classroom and, and kind of do the things that we're challenging him to do. And uh, and so, you know, he's, he's being rewarded with some playing time on Friday night and, um, you know, being announced as a, as a fifth captain for the week. And, you know, I think it's an example to players um, in our program and maybe want to be a part of our program that guys are always evaluated. Um, it doesn't matter if you're playing every snap on Friday night or maybe you're just only playing the JB games or, or in practice. Like, you're going to continue to be evaluated. And when you show that you're ready to do it, like, we're going to give you a shot to do it. We're going to put the 11 best out there. Um, he's done a good job to, to help us and push us um, in practice. And, you know, he's continued to get better. He's, from his freshman year to his senior year, he's improved tremendously, which is fun to watch. Excellent. Nina, take it away. When we come back, we're going to look at film for Chattanooga Christian this Friday night. I'm here with senior Thomas Ajak. Thomas, what has been one of your favorite memories here at Pope? I would say just playing football with all my friends and all my teammates. It's been really fun this year and last year, so... For the third time this season, you guys have a game on Friday without school. Can you talk me through what that's like and how difficult it is? Um, it kind of throws you off your schedule a little bit because you have to go to school. But I kind of like it because it allows you to kind of sleep in a little bit. It gives you more time to really think and process um, what you're going to do in the game. What are your plans after graduating Pope? Um, I want to go to college and study finance and business. Now it's time for the rapid fire questions. Number one, who's your role model? I'd probably say my older brother. What's the last TV show you binged? Suits. What's your hype song on game day? Um, I like to go different. Sometimes it's like different every day. Probably go by Skrilla, Kodai Black, or Pink Plus White by Frank Ocean. Dream college to attend? Um, Tennessee. And go-to meal after a big one? Um, probably like chicken and rice or something. Or cereal. Okay, thank you, Thomas. Now we're going to break. <laughs> Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike?
Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. So Claussen Group Realtors, we're a small niche shop and um, you know we help people buy and sell their properties. We're involved with people when they buy and sell. Uh, they're not just a number. I'm a buyer specialist. All I do is help people find their next perfect home. And I'm in homes every day. Uh, if I'm not showing, then I'm previewing so I know what's out there on the market. Uh, the experience with Matt and uh, his group here at Claussen Realty was amazing. Uh, it was very much a family environment, it was very professional, you know, it was incredible. I feel like we made friends for life. So if you uh, need to sell a home or buy a home, uh, our website is www.colossiangrouprealtors.com. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. We're going to take a look at a couple plays uh, from our next opponent, Chattanooga Christian. Chattanooga Christian's on offense right here. Uh, we've seen this formation quite a bit throughout the year. Uh, they got uh, a trips look with a with an offset tight end right here. Uh, we call this FIB, which stands for formation into the boundary. So they got the majority of their receivers into the boundary. So you have they're lined up on the hash right here. The short side of the field is where they have most of the receivers. Usually, probably 80 to 90 percent of the time, offenses will have the the majority of the receivers to the the field side. And the reason why Chattanooga Christian is doing this is they're trying to get a one-on-one -on -one matchup out here with this receiver. Um, so they're, they're putting all their, their players into the boundary to kind of open up space out here. We talked about before, you know, they have a, a strong running game uh, with a very good running back. So you can see their opponent right here is kind of putting numbers in the box. Um, they're allowing this space out here for this receiver, and they do a good job of kind of play-actioning right here, get it to the receiver in space. They're all very good at catching the football, making guys miss, getting downfield, and, and going to make a big play. Defensively, this is a good look. Chattanooga Christian's in the white right here. Uh, again, they're playing a 3-3 stack defense uh, that we haven't seen a ton this year. But um, So they'll have three down linemen. They'll have three stacked linebackers right behind them. And then they'll play... Uh, two high coverages sometimes, they'll roll down to, to cover three uh, with a one high coverage and they do a good job mixing that up. They'll mix up man coverage right here and zone coverage. Um, but they got a good defensive line. You can see them come off the ball right here, um, create penetration into the backfield, um, causing havoc in the run game. And their linebackers do a good job flowing, getting downhill and, uh, and stacking it right there, putting the, the opponent in a second and long situation. So we got to be able to, to come off the ball, fire off the ball, get up to the second level, block these linebackers, and then, and then hopefully get our running back in space against their, against their secondary. Awesome stuff, Coach. Friday night, back home. 
you get the great opportunity to do the night walk, which oh, is yeah. one of the cooler things I've seen in high school sports right down Tailgate Row. Yep. Talk a little bit about that as you walk into the stadium. Yeah, so 6.05 every week that we have a home game, uh, you know, we, we go uh, take our team, we walk them out uh, through, the, to, through Tailgate Row, uh, families, fans, everybody's out there excited, um, you know, getting our guys. It's fun to see the support, the community, um, and to have our, our players walk through that and, and know that they're supported on Friday nights is, is a fun feeling. So Friday night, be here. Coach Snead, good luck, sir. Yeah, thank All you. Right, thank you. You've been watching the Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show with Kyle Reynolds and Pope Prep Head Football Coach Brian Snead. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about Pope Prep High School football. The Pope Prep High School Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Boston Group Realtors and by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.